This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. And off we go to the Helderberg because we get to hang out with Alma Pollard and we like her a lot. Morning, Alma. Hope you're well. Good morning. I'm very good. Thank you. And you? Good. We're not too bad for any new listeners saying, who is this Alma Pollard that you go on about? She's the executive director of The Green Times. She's also an eco-consultant and coach. And you can read more about what they get up to on The Green Times at thegreentimes.co.za. You always get so many new stories so quickly. Alma, you and the team, you busy bunch. <laughs> yes, so much happens, you know. We obviously don't nearly catch everything. We are lucky to get what we get. Mm. But I just wanted to say today we are all lucky because none of us got washed away by big waves. So this is the question that came up earlier and someone else that was speaking around the news. And the big question was that spring tide or is that climate change or both? Because it did seem a bit unusual, springtime or not, a spring tide or not. I don't know what your initial thoughts were, Alma. You know what? I always think as in with everything, also with, you know, disease and so on. This is, uh, you know, climate change is a form of disease on the planet. Mm. It's usually a couple of things together. It's not usually a one-on-one equation. I think it's everything. Um, I've, I've also seen an interesting message about a earthquake that happened in the ocean off our, our eastern coast. But I don't, I've not seen anybody picking that information up. Maybe that's not true. The point is, yes, the sea levels are rising. So that means that our spring tides will be getting higher and higher and the waves will get further and further. So these things are probably all playing a role. Mm. Sticking with water... Uh, this story on thegreentimes.co.za, protecting the PHA ecosystem from sand mining. Now, I, I, I know what PHA stands for only because I've read the story. So please help us and tell us more about that. And then I just want, what is sand mining? Is it what it sounds like? We, we're glad that you're here to tell us all about it. Yeah, so the PHA, the Philippi Horticultural um, Area, which we've spoken about before because we've been fighting for this forever, mm. honestly, long time. Um, they are, of course, the, the breadbasket of Cape Town. This is the Philippi area, fantastic um, fertile agricultural soil where people are growing vegetables mostly. And this supplies the Cape Town veggie market. This goes into our shops. This ends up in our markets that we attend. I specifically attend a market where some ladies come from the Philippine horticultural era. This is organic veggies. This is local employment. This is business, small businesses for people. And it's an incredibly important um, area because underneath all of this is this big aquifer. Yeah. And this aquifer is... Is, is replenished during winter months because, of course, the soil and agricultural um, world is not paved. So that means the water runs through now with all the lovely rains, our groundwater, which is our most important dam, mm. far more important than Tierwaterskloof that, that evaporates enormous amounts um, every day in the summer, and even Steenbras is uh, our underground water. You know, this is our water for the future. And this is also our security for change. Mm. Because when the next drought hits, or even just when our summer months hit, these people are able to pump up the water from underneath and keep growing food and we can keep eating. So we're talking here about um, water preservation. We're talking about food security and, of course, community um, upliftment and, and work and employment and all of these things. So, yeah, it's a very important story. This um, 
Unfortunately, 55 um, hectare of this very important agricultural land, against all of our um, objections, um, was um, sold by the city to Consul Glass some years ago. Mm. And um, they also allowed the rezoning for mining, which, of course, nobody um, wanted. But so that was approved. Um without public participation as well. So now they applied in 2019, Consul Glass, for a water use license because they want to pump up, uh, they want to empty a 20-meter deep hole in this area that they now own, and this hole will empty out the aquifer. So the aquifer... Aquifers don't have borders or fences. The aquifer connects up with uh, with many other areas that need that uses water. There's no there's no underground you know walls between these things. The water system is all connected. So they want to pump up pump out of this area to start silica sand mining. They applied in 2019, and then the water tribunal. Um, rejected the application. So I firstly also want to celebrate that there's one institution that is working well in this country, and that is the Water Tribunal. So the Water Tribunal said no, not. They they had lots lots of um, objections, and we were part of that as well. And so then the um, consul just simply um, dropped the the appeal, and they appointed a new EIA practitioner, you know, environmental impact assessment person. Uh And this person um, was, there was conflict of interest because this person also works for the city. So the problem is that these people who are trying to grow food there are bumping heads with, uh, with the city and with even with government about preserving their water so that they can continue growing the food and also looking after our water because this is climate resilience. Mm. So we've got a big issue with this. They've now reapplied again. And again, the Water Tribunal has rejected this, which is really, really good news. Um, And, you know, the PHA Food and Farming Campaign is on again, and they are supporting all the community organizations in the area, all the small farmers that are trying to create a living there. And they've put out a new campaign, and they're asking the the mayor of Cape Town, Gordon Hill Lewis, to enact their environmental management overlay to protect the water mm-hmm. for the future and the food for the future and for Anton Bredel to... Um, declare the per, the area uh, an aquifer recharge zone in socio-economic interests, so that no further applications are even entertained. Wow! Um, all the details on the story on thegreentimes.co.za. What is the silica mining? Do they use that to make the glass jars? Just quickly taking us back to the reasons why they want to d- dig this hole and pump it exactly. out. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, you know, the other points that I just wanted to make that's really important is that this area also contains 98 different bird species. So it's it's a wetland area. and You know, I've spoken about wetlands. Mm. Um, Environmentally, worldwide wetlands are the most threatened ecological area, more threatened than forests, by the way. And they are the biological uh, biodiversity hubs. And biodiversity is, is seriously 
threatened. So this water here, this aquifer, also connects with Zeku Flay, which is a Ramsar um, wetland, mm -hmm. Ronda Flay, and the Greater False Bay Conservation Area. So that is, it, it has a ripple effect. If you if you pull out water at one point, it it pulls the water out from everywhere else on the ground. So it has far more reaching consequences than what people seem seem to understand. And something that kind of the food security across the Cape Town, Greater Cape Town area and beyond. So grateful that the people that stand together and, and come against this. So what does it look like the final outcome is going to be? Because you don't imagine that uh, this glass company is going to back down because they need to do what they need to do. So is this, this seems like it's going to be an ongoing affair. Well, it has also been ongoing for some is it four years now, but even before that, we were obviously trying to stop the selling of that soil, that ground to them. So no, we just have to keep going. This is the way of, of the activists. I mean, you honestly just cannot give up mm. because we're talking about um, protecting the world for for the future and, and not the distant future either. We are in climate change. We've already had one massive drought during which time the, the groundwater was our only hope at one point. You remember Tiawater's group was bone dry. Yeah. There was no water there. So and and that's why I'm always into the conservation of, of our aquifers because that is our our, our security for 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 when climate change hits again and it's it's always ongoing but you know it comes in cycles and the next four years there's a huge threat because of El Nino. So Water, water, even though we've had a wonderfully wet winter, if the water is captured by the Tierwaterskloof Dam, it evaporates something like 30% a day. It's an enormous amount of water that just gets evaporated. Our covered water, which sits underground, is our most precious resource. You can find the story protecting the PHA ecosystem from sand mining on thegreentimes.co.za. Something from Greenpeace Africa, something about small-scale fishes, climate justice resistance, um, youth-led climate cases that are gaining momentum, and uh, something about Global South. Um, you can find that all on thegreentimes.co.za. Elma, uh, we didn't only get to enjoy your voice today. The birds singing in the background seemed just apt to be connecting, <laughs> to have as a soundtrack to your conversation this morning. It was beautiful, so thanks for that. That's wonderful. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.